Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Sports Today with Francis and Chris. I am Francis, joined by Chris, and today we have an NBA special. We have free agency going on. Obviously, big name players that have already moved. So many moves made all across the league that we just had to break it down into two episodes. And of course, to join me is Chris, so he'll get us started. Chris, how are we doing today? Doing very well. You know, while we're on this topic of free agency, I have to say I'm very happy with what my New York Knicks have done so far. Um, And on top of that, with the draft class, I think the future is really looking bright for my boys. Yeah, and I share the same sentiment about my two teams because, honestly, bias aside, my two teams in the East were the two biggest teams in this free agency, and they just showing that they're going for it. The Chicago Bulls go from a nothing to a very much somebody in the playoff contention at least. But we'll start with the Miami Heat because though they made a huge move that a lot of people enjoyed, a lot of people were happy and excited about, it was one that kind of broke my heart because Goran Dragic and Precious Achua um, are now going to the Toronto Raptors in exchange for Kyle Lowry. The Miami Heat made big moves, uh, not just in this trade, I should say, but they also signed players, key players, I guess, uh, like Markeith Morris from the LA Lakers. And they also brought back some vets in Udonis Haslam, Duncan Robinson, who's not a vet, but he's coming back. Uh, Omer U7 and Max Schroes. Chris, what are your thoughts on what the Miami Heat did this offseason? Well, you know, we saw in this past playoff run, they they did not look so good, obviously getting swept by the Bucks. And I, mm-hmm. I think they look at that and that had had a part in their decisions here in free agency because you can see they are all in making that trade for Kyle Lowry. And, you know, getting rid of Dragic, who I know everyone in Miami loved him, even if, you know, he had his injury issues, he really was a big part of that team. I know you're sad to see him go, but this just goes to show how Miami is really going for it. And then, of course, re-signing Oladipo for for pretty cheap. So Mm -hmm. some great business there. And then, as you mentioned, bringing in P.J. Tucker. I mean, he is so valuable to any club. And then just to to bring him in to the Heat, who you know have shown that they can make it to the final. So I, I think that's a great addition right there. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, you're right. Like this really didn't rub me the right way. As much as most Heat fans would love the thought of having Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup in exchange for our bench uh, guard Goran Dragic and our bench forward and Precious. Uh, it's just like the sentiment, and I know that Goran Dragic shows up in the playoffs. He's, he showed it in large part in our uh, title contention two seasons ago. Uh, he was very crucial there with all the key injuries. Yeah, it's just some a leadership that we're missing, but Lowry with Jimmy Butler, I'm pretty sure they have a close connection dating back to their Olympic days with the Rosen as well. All the videos and interviews that they did together just joking around. So that at least helps for chemistry. The only worry I have with this Miami Heat team is that they're really small in that starting lineup, like very small, especially if Oladipo starts, which I don't think he will. But if he does, it'll be Jimmy Butler, uh, Lowry, and Oladipo, probably P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo. So 
Uh, I think it's important those signings that they did on the bench with uh, Omer U7, who, who knows how much minutes he's going to get, but he's a big size to have there. And Marky Morris, a good backup forward. Um, and then it's just up to them to see how well they perform as a team and if they can get that chemistry gelling uh, before the new season begins. And from one team to another, we go to the Chicago Bulls, who literally surprised me. I did not expect all of this, but I am very pleasantly surprised to say the least. Obviously, uh, the big pickups were in Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. The Ball deal was with the Pelicans, of course, which we sent Gary Temple, Thomas Sadoransky, uh, 2024 second round draft pick and cash consideration. And for DeMar DeRozan, we sent Alfaro Camino, Thaddeus Young, future uh, first round draft pick, and the 2022 and 2025 second round draft picks to the Spurs. Additionally, uh, we also picked up a player in Eric, Alex Caruso, uh, Tony Bradley, Devin Dodson, and Javante Green. So Chris, what grade would you give the Chicago Bulls in this free agency? Keeping in mind that we did sign Nikola Vucevic in the middle of last season. I'd have to give it an, somewhere an A, A minus. I mean, this was, as you mentioned, a, a big surprise to me. I know there was talks and rumors, but, you know, rumors is one thing, but to actually pull it off is another. And this was an incredible summer uh, for, for the Bulls to bring in Lonzo Ball. And they did that very quickly, by the way. Mm. It's like as soon as um, the clock hit, six o'clock or whatever the time was, uh, I, my phone was, was blowing up with the Lonzo Ball deal. And then, um, of course, they were able to, to get DeRozan after. So that is a very nice-looking team there. You got Zach Levine, who's just been begging for help. <laughs> Zach Levine with Lonzo Ball now, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic. So that is an incredibly solid team. And, you know, that, that Vucevic deal last year was kind of strange to me because it didn't seem like – the Bulls were headed in the right direction. And for them to make that trade for Vucevic was, was just kind of strange, the, the timing of it. But now, you know, you, you look at this team and you just got to give credit to, to the Bulls front office for, for just going for it. And, and that's what they've done here. So it, it'll be very interesting to see uh, where they land in the East because, you know, it, it's obviously much easier to, to land higher um, and the East and the West. So we'll have to see. Yeah. And on paper, to me, at least, this is a top three team in the East. On paper, we have to see what they do <laughs> on the court, especially since all these guys are new pieces. You know, you at least need a good season under you together for you to actually start working well as a team. And especially with the Chicago Bulls coming from a team that's not in the playoffs, who hasn't mm -hmm. been in the playoffs for the last few seasons, to one potentially doing that this season. I'll also say those deals that we've made, they were very even deals. Like there wasn't one clear winner in those deals, in my opinion, at least, especially the DeMar DeRozan one. Uh, I like players like Thaddeus Young, who was just in a, a vet, who's been playing for a while, always uh, playing a crucial piece on the bench or starting earlier in his career. And for uh, Lonzo Ball, Thomas Sadoransky was playing very well for us for the past couple of seasons as well. Garrett Temple off the bench. And 
Alex Caruso wasn't a deal that I was excited for at first because I feel like we overpaid a bit. Uh, I think he's he was overhyped slightly, especially from the LA media and all that. But as a whole, given the the things, the other moves, the Kobe White that's still on the bench, the uh, Larry Markkinen, which we don't know if we're going to resign or not, yeah. as a team, is looking very solid on the starting lineup and on the bench. And from the Bulls, we move on to the Wizards, who obviously made headlines because of their moves for Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. But we'll emphasize that in our next episode because today is East and we got to talk about what the Wizards brought in in that major hall, which includes Contavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma, the GOAT, Montrez Harrell, and Spencer Dinwiddie from the uh, Brooklyn Nets, Aaron Holiday from the Pacers, and Isaiah Todd. Um, this turned out to be a big five-team trade, which also included the Nets and the Spurs. But we'll focus on what the Wizards brought in this uh, hall, also signing Raul Neto to a lesser extent. What do you think the Wizards are in this season coming up? Are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to push for that 10th seed and uh, maybe get in the play-in tournament? Or is this just going to be a team that's on paper that's not going to succeed, much like what we've seen forever since John Wall got injured, basically? Well, you know, last year, the the Wizards did go on a very impressive run and did make it to, to that play-in game. Uh, thanks to the incredible play of both Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. So, you know, Westbrook obviously moves on, but Bradley Beal is still there for now, I must say. But as long as Bradley Beal is there, I'm always going to give the the Wizards a shot uh, in the East. And then, you know, you add players like Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, Aaron Holiday. So, you uh, they do have a nice little roster there. And I, again, I, I've already said this, but anything is possible in the East. So I certainly don't rule them out because, you know, Kuzma get, gets his slack, but I, I think that he can definitely step up and be a big piece on this team. And, you know, the, the same thing with Caldwell Pope. He, he also was clutch for the Lakers um, at certain points. So I think he can, he can definitely get them some buckets and take some pressure um, off of Bradley Beal. So again, this will be extremely interesting to see what happens with the wizards because they've got some, some great players in return. And what do you think the nets are going to be this season? And are they going to make it to the conference finals? You know, the, the nets didn't really do anything crazy here. and, And that's kind of expected after you know they they made that huge trade for for James Harden uh, of course so I, I wasn't expecting a, a huge free agency out of them but some decent pickups there and Patty Mills of course who who's had a very successful Olympics as you mentioned and a very successful career with the with the San Antonio Spurs a great shooter and you know in this NBA shooting you know you just can't get get enough shooters so I, I think that's a great pickup and it, it was for pretty cheap so that and then you bring in DeAndre DeAndre Bembry and James Johnson who are two solid role players Johnson has been around for a while been on several teams so I, I think he can help because I, I if I 
I remember correctly, they did lose Jeff Green. So yeah, to the Nuggets. Yeah, so James James Johnson will, will help uh, fill in that role, and then of course to bring back Blake Griffin, um, what was a very good move because he he looked back to his old self um, and the little that we saw of him. Yeah, and a uh, little side note, it was announced that Lamarcus Aldridge is con- contemplating uh, playing again. So something to keep an eye on. Obviously, the Nets were the last team he was with before he retired due to his health conditions. But if he comes back, that's going to be, wow, you know, that's going to be crazy. And I uh, I don't think the Bucks can do it again. So speaking of the Bucks, we move on to them. Because they did some lesser moves than the bigger teams, I guess. Like, they got their championship already. Who, who would have thought? Uh, not me, of course. But um, – they, they did make some additions. They made a trade with the Grizzlies for Grayson Allen in cash consideration. So that's a good bench player for you there. They bring in George Hill, who used to play for them and is playing for them again. Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale, and Bobby Portis, they got re-signed. So uh, the Bucks didn't make a lot of major moves, but do you think that they can do it again with this current roster? Well, it's definitely possible. I, I'll, I'll always keep that mentality in the east it's just more open than the west you know so it definitely is possible but it's going to be hard especially the the east certainly is getting better i mean we've talked about it the the bulls have gotten much better they, they should be a threat now um and of course the the same old teams the nets the the sixers you know you have to throw the knicks in there now It'll, it'll be interesting to, to see what happens this year, but I, I definitely think that, that the Bucs can, can make a run in the playoffs, but to, to do it again is going to be very, very hard. Talking about doing it again, you got the Boston Celtics who have made some interesting moves. Of course, Brad Stevens stepping down. They have a new head coach there. From what, what you've heard from fans is that they're disappointed so far in, in the free agency. They have not really made big moves. They brought in Dennis Schroeder and Ennis Cantor has resigned. But besides that, nothing much doing. More players have been shipped out than brought in. So that's led to fans being extremely disappointed with uh, what the Celtics have done so far. So... Francis, what do you think about bringing in Schroeder, who <laughs> has became a meme himself? And what do you think about bringing Cantor back as well? Cantor is weird, man. <laughs> he, he, he had a second stint with the Portland Trailblazers and said, uh, let me just get another second stint with the Celtics right after. And let's not forget Tristan Thompson was traded over to the Kings and in return, they got a package uh, which includes Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a 2023 uh, second-round draft pick. So along with those uh, key signings that you mentioned, they also lost uh, Evan Fournier to the Knicks that obviously you're excited about. This team doesn't scare me one bit, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if you share the same feelings. Um, yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dennis Schroeder is a good pickup not one that I see starting and having a major role, but that that's also not what they really need at the point guard position, considering you got Jason Tatum already and Jalen Brown. So in that respect, they did okay. But uh, yeah, 
I don't really see them being that big of a threat or, or it being even better than they were last year, to be quite honest with you. Exactly. And, and that's why so many fans are, are just not happy with what's going on. You have Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown there, and they have not done much for them in terms of bringing in talent. So they, they lose Fournier and Kemba Walker. And speaking of those two dudes, they are headed to my New York Knicks, and I could not be happier. Um, my, my boys made some, some big moves. Evan Fournier was the big one, signing from, from the Celtics a four-year, $78 million contract. Which so Fournier was a big one? <laughs> yeah. He was a big well, one, Chris? Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get to that. But in, in, terms, of, in terms of money, in terms of money, seventy-eight million, which which I thought was a lot for him. I, I think he is a great player, but I, I just think they overpaid for him. But we'll we'll have to see. I, I think that he can also take some some pressure off someone like Julius Randle, who you can tell the pressure got to him in the playoffs. Mm. He he can he's someone that can find his own shot uh, better than someone like Reggie Bullock, who they shipped off to the Dallas Mavericks. And besides that, they brought back Derrick Rose. Great move. Three years, $43 million. Um, Alec Burks returns. Another three-year deal. Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson both returned. And then Kemba Walker also coming over. Well, technically not from the Celtics because he was traded to the Thunder. But Kemba Walker, what a steal that was after they, the Thunder bought out his contract and the Knicks scooped him up. He is returning to New York, and you can hear it in my voice. I am just ecstatic. I think he is going to ball out. So Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say he was a big move because that's <laughs> clearly the big move. Obviously, when he was leaving the Hornets, his, his first team, uh, New York was ecstatic over the possibility of him coming over, and obviously he didn't because why would he at that point? The Knicks were just as bad as the Hornets. But after <laughs> this incredible season – that they just had, who wouldn't want to come now? Obviously, you can see that in the Walker coming over in Fournier, two great guards that are going to be important because, in my opinion, what the Knicks needed and what was so clearly visible in this past playoffs were scoring guards, and they get two of them in Fournier and Kemba. Uh, I'd start both of them, but uh, I don't know how Coach Thibodeau is going <laughs> to play that out. But just imagine that prospect having Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly off the bench as well. I'm sure Nick fans are excited. I think you guys still need a, another big man, but you know, Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel, Taj Gibson, you have some decent size, uh, but we'll see what the Knicks have in store. Speaking of a team with, with a big man, well, Joel Embiid and the Sixers, obviously uh, it was, a disappointing uh, end to their season, but <laughs> they didn't make many moves and th there may be some on the horizon. There's still talks of a Ben Simmons trade, but they brought in a big man in Andre Drummond, which instantly the memes came out because the <laughs> Drummond and Embiid got into a scuffle. I believe it was two years ago, three years ago, something like that. And those two were just trash talking each other. And now they're together on the same team, smiling, dapping up. But besides that, the, the Sixers, 
did not do much so far, but we'll just have to see what happens with Ben Simmons because there there's still talks of, of him being shipped off. And, uh, you know, if I'm the Sixers, I, I try and do that as soon as possible. But what are your thoughts on, on what the Sixers have done and can, can they make it to the finals? Uh, very solid for me. Andre Drummond, just having that half season on the Lakers is kind of surprising. I didn't expect him to leave that quickly either because he was one of the uh, earlier signings that the 76ers did. Hmm. Uh, they bring in Danny Green, re-sign Cor- uh, Forkan Korkmaz, uh, Gorgeous Niang, and uh, Ray John Tucker, who uh, if you if you saw any of the playoffs, Korkmaz and Danny Green are going to be very important lights-out shooters, hopefully because Danny Green hasn't showed that as of late. But uh, I think the 76ers did do a solid job, solid. But, uh, yeah, it's just still out in the open. It will be really weird if Ben Simmons does come back, considering all the trade speculations. (laughs) And who knows, man? Who knows if the Lakers don't bring out a move for him? But, you know, the Russell Westbrook is there now. But they are uh, notoriously old as a team. So we'll see. But the 76ers did do a solid job, I think, uh, in strengthening role players. Because when you have two superstars currently in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, uh, what you really need are role players who do their job. And that's what they did. And a backup center as Andre Drummond is not going to hurt their chances of potentially making the finals. And the Eastern Conference, I do not see it currently, to answer your question. But uh, – who knows? I didn't see the Bucks winning it this season either, so that's still up in the open. Uh, to quickly put our episode to an end, we'll close out the deals that were made for teams that we couldn't get into. And the Atlanta Hawks, nothing major there. They did sign John Collins, which was up in the open, and Lou Williams. The Raptors made some moves, obviously bringing in Goran Dragic and Precious, as we mentioned earlier. But they did sign, re-sign Gary Trent Jr., Ken Birch, Isaac Bonga and Sam Decker, who wasn't even in the league last year. And for the Hornets, they got pretty boy Kelly Oubre over there. And that's really the only major news coming out of Charlotte because they did more selling than anything. But who knows? Kelly Oubre is now a Hornet. He's going to look good in those colors. Those eyes match the blue. (laughs) And who knows? He got Michael Jordan to lead him over there. So he might become the next superstar in Charlotte. But for today's episode, that'll do it. Very exciting. A lot of work put into this one. And so you have to look forward to our next episode, which is, of of course, the Western Conference. Uh, For Chris, it is Francis. And tune into our next episode.